Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day. Good morning. It's Thursday. It's also the first day of Pride Month. I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. Let's start with some updates from yesterday's city council meeting. For one, funding for asylum seekers. The council did approve $51 million to aid the thousands of migrants being sent to Chicago from other states. But my colleague Tessa Weinberg is reporting that the money is just a stopgap. City officials have previously warned the surplus funds will only last through the end of the month. Alderperson Gilbert Villegas voted in support of the funding. He says it's a debate that's not going away anytime soon. But the reality is, is that we're going to continue to have these discussions because these buses ain't stopping. But critics are saying the issue should be put on the state and federal government, not the city. Here's Alderperson Anthony Napolitano. But we're taxing people out of the city on top of bringing more people into the city who we can't give sanctuary to. Additional funds to assist asylum seekers are included in the state budget, which is currently awaiting the governor's signature. The Chicago City Council also voted on an ordinance dealing with outdoor dining. Tessa is reporting that bars and restaurants can now apply for permits to expand sidewalk cafes, set up in curb lanes, and close streets. These are some measures that became a fixture in cities around the country during the pandemic. Gia Biaggi is the Department of Transportation Commissioner, and she said this week curb lanes will offer, quote, new real estate just as summer gets underway. The program requires applicants to renew their permits every year, and it gives alderpersons a say in the process. That last part was left out of a previous proposal that was put forward by former Mayor Lori Lightfoot. About $800,000 in revenue is brought in annually for the roughly 1,000 permits issued, according to the mayor's administration. Most of us consumers know inflation has been driving up the cost of everything in recent years. But have you also noticed shrinkflation? That's when companies subtly decrease the size of their products without decreasing the price. Edgar Dworsky is the founder of the website ConsumerWorld.org. He told WBEZ's daily talk show Reset that consumers should watch out. If you're an automatic shopper and you always grab the name brand, I think more people are thinking, well, I need to switch to the store brand or think of a substitute and getting a different product that can serve the same purpose. Inflation has been dropping from the 40-year high it had reached in mid-2022, but consumer prices still rose almost 5% in April from a year earlier. The DuPage Water Commission has a decades-old agreement to buy lake water from Chicago, and that agreement expires in March. My colleague Michael Puente is reporting that negotiations for a new agreement aren't really going anywhere. So the county is contemplating building its own water system to Lake Michigan, bypassing the city of Chicago. Now, there are a few concerns if they do this, one of them being the possible effect it will have on lake levels. Joel Brawmeyer is head of the Chicago-based Alliance for the Great Lakes. He says a new system probably would not have much of an impact. 
you know, it's important that we have, you know, a sustainable and efficient water supply system that serves everybody equitably. That we keep an eye on uh, water rates to make sure that customers, you know, aren't being pinched, especially customers, you know, at the lower income and lower wealth uh, levels. The DuPage Water Commission has approved moving forward with its study into an alternative water source. And now for a few quick hits. Business leaders in Chicago are promising to do their part to reduce gun violence in the city. The Civic Committee is a group of the heads of some of Chicago's biggest companies. They came out with a plan today that promises to hire more people from Chicago's lowest income communities and fund anti-violence efforts. There are no specific dollar amounts, though, at this point. And the U.S. House of Representatives passed the debt ceiling bill yesterday, just days ahead of the deadline, which is June 5th. The bill now heads to the Senate. If you haven't seen any details on the bill yet, check out the Rundown newsletter or WBEZ.org for info on how it might affect student loans and policy around AI. And former Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot is going to be teaching at Harvard University this fall. The Sun-Times is reporting that she'll be a fellow at the T.H. Chen School of Public Health, where her course will be, in part, a study of how she steered Chicago through the COVID-19 pandemic. The course is tentatively called Health Policy and Leadership, and it's a part of a fellowship held by other government leaders in the past, including former New York Mayor Bill de Blasio and former Boston Mayor Kim Janey. As for the weather, another hot one today. Temperatures going up to the mid to high 80s, mostly sunny with some clouds here and there. And that's it for the rundown this morning. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Erin Allen. I'll talk to you tomorrow.